This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for what I describe as the Arsenal transfer show, but what Arsenal decides as the show in which they wait for everything to be announced after show. What is going on? (laughs) This this isn't fair. This is not fair to me. This is not fair to you. They just like to go, right, hmm, has Tom finished his show? He's going to drop a little bomb of news into the fields of Arsenal. It is so frustrating <laughs> yesterday was ridiculous like absolutely like silly just just silly and i have so many people then leaving me comments on videos going tom why didn't you talk about this guy tom this guy's been announced now and i'm like i know <laughs> i know that i can't travel back in time to do a show at a different time oh we we move we move it means we get to talk about all of it that happened yesterday it means that hopefully maybe it means that we can act a little bit more, I don't know, uh, frivolously about things. It means that we don't know what's going to happen. Things can just pop out of nowhere. Hopefully we saw more of that between now and then in the window because it's fair to say that Edu is putting his doubters to shame at this point. Edu has just gone, maybe Edu is watching our, our phone-ins. Maybe he's been watching our comment sections of people going, Edu out, Edu's a clown, Edu's too slow. Oh, it is just glorious when people are proven wrong about things that then see the club do well, isn't it? It's fantastic. I love it. We all love it. So uh, let's crack on with today's show. First things first, though. Yesterday, I said it'd be amazing if we could reach one and a half thousand likes. We reached 2,000. That's mad. Thank you so, so much to everybody that liked yesterday's video. What that means is, is that we got to try and keep pushing. <laughs> I'm doing that classic teacher thing. You got, you got a step six. We're going to get a step seven. We're going to get a step eight. Yeah, it's just going back to back in the days. Steps now. It's not even A, B, C, D. It's steps. It's numbers. Crazy thing. Crazy times. Um, But thank you. Uh, Do drop a like on today's video. Do subscribe to the channel if you are indeed new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. And good morning to St. Tino TV in the chat box. Good morning. Good uh, birthday. Happy birthday to you as well. Uh, I hope you have a fantastic day. Uh, good morning to, uh, let's scroll up to the top of the chat, Red Star, Stephen, Mike, Mike, 
uh, dropping double chats in there. Peeny Ween, Franklin, Tulip, uh, Abdullahi, morning to Franklin, good morning to Josh, good morning to PJ, Scotty, uh, we've got Rod, uh, we've got Damien and Stephen, we've got Alpha, good morning to all of you joining us in the chat box as well. Thank you so much as always. Let's get on with today's stories. First of all, of course, where else to start but the announcement of uh, Leandro Trossard's deal. Uh, fantastic signing for Arsenal. Of course, we have talked about this now at length. Uh, we expected this to happen, obviously, as soon as we started hearing whispers around the idea, I think it was around Wednesday, that Arsenal would be pivoting from Mahalo Mudrik to Trossard. They've managed to get the deal done. And hopefully, fingers crossed, today, this afternoon, I'm aiming for around 5 p.m., we will bring you that breakdown of Leandro Trossard. Of course, I was going to do it yesterday, um, but certain other news got in the way that I needed to prioritise first, which I'll talk to you about shortly. But uh, a breakdown of Leandro Trossard is indeed coming. So do make sure that you have those notifications turned on on the channel so you can get that information. Uh, ben White reunited with Trossard, of course, former Brighton teammates. Uh, loving the smiley face emoji hat, of course, of Ben White. Can always trust him to put on something fashionable. But uh, it is really good to see those two reunite. And, of course, Albert Stuvenberg uh, used to work with uh, Leandro Trossard at Genk. Um, I also had a conversation with his former teammate, Thomas Buffel, who played with him at Genk. I'm going to be releasing that interview over on Football.London. So do make sure you watch out for that. Some really good quotes from his former teammates in Belgium. Um, and uh, Arteta, of course, spoke in his pre-match press conference about Trossard too. He said, we're really happy to have him. He's a player we have followed for a while now. The opportunity came and we had the necessity to have a player in the front line who is versatile enough to make uh, and play in those different positions. He knows the league. He has enough experience and I think he can have an immediate impact here. And then in terms of how important it is for him to hit the ground running, he said it's very important. We have to think short term, but medium and long term as well. He gives us all of that. He's a very intelligent player. And when you look at his career and what he's done in the last few years, he's a player that fits our way of playing. We're very happy to have him. He also confirmed that he should indeed be available for the squad on Sunday to face Manchester United. So we may get our first look of Leandro Trossard coming off the bench against Manchester United on Sunday. Uh, Mohamed El Neni has been offered to Trabzonspor. He could move on from the club uh, in this January window. If this is indeed to happen, surely Arsenal are looking potentially at midfield replacements. It seems a little bit of a strange one, this. Uh, but reports are emerging from Turkey that this is apparently the case. I wouldn't do this. I would keep hold of El Neni until the end of the season. I think we need that depth in midfield. I don't see any benefit of allowing him to leave on loan. We need to keep him, keep him in the squad. Really important player uh, for the dressing room, not just, of course, in terms of depth. I don't want to see him going. I think this is maybe a bit of agent chat. Fingers crossed uh, we can get uh, or we see El Neni remain in the squad until the end of the season. Because I don't really see the reasons as to why that needs to happen. Uh, now, uh, of course, the big news of yesterday was Jakub Kivior, uh, the Polish international Spezia centre-back. As soon as I finished the show, almost, I think, what, an hour or two after I finished the show, it was revealed that Arsenal had indeed been in talks with Spezia for a number of days and that they had quickly managed to agree a deal with the Serie A club to sign Jakub Kivior. Uh, the centre-back will arrive in London today. He's flying, uh, of course, I have spelt flying wrong. <laughs> I just realised that on my screen. Oh, you can tell I've had a, a long night and then an early morning, can't you, on a, on a Saturday. Um, <laughs> Jakub Kivior is flying uh, to London uh, for his medical. 
and uh, will be involved in a 20 million plus deal with Arsenal. Again, you've got to love the fact that uh, Edu has managed to create so much division and yet just completely throw off all of his doubters with two very fast deals. We can add Jakob Kivior to the, the list of Fabio Vieira, Callum Chambers' exit, of course, Matt Ryan. We can add all of these guys to the list of signings that we've been able to do very quickly and under the noses of pretty much everybody. So if you're ever going, we're too slow in the market or we're not doing enough in the market, you need to be aware that things are going on behind the scenes. Uh, and that is really, really important to remember. Now, if you don't know much about Jakob Kivior, do not fear. Uh, yesterday, we released our ultimate breakdown of Jakob Kivior. Cos uh, Pandy, of course, who's the editor-in-chief at Get Italian Football News, joined me for an in-depth look and breakdown of the Polish international. So if you haven't already, please make sure you give that a watch. Uh, it's really insightful. Cos really knows his uh, his stuff regarding Italian football. So he was able to provide plenty of information about Jakob Kivior. So if you haven't indeed watched that, I think it is the last, it is indeed the last upload on the channel make sure you go to the live section of the videos in order to find it but uh yes you can find out plenty more about the defender in that show uh now reports suggest that despite arsenal's search for a midfielder this january the club remain confident that they will be able to indeed try and sign declan rice in the summer the west ham united midfielder and england international He's also said to be keen on the move and is seen as a competitor to Granit Xhaka and Thomas Partey and, of course, a long-term successor in either position for the club. And you could happily see Declan Rice and maybe Charlie Patino being Arsenal's English midfield combination uh, going forward. Of course, Patino can still represent Spain. It's worth saying that as well. But uh, Arsenal haven't had an English-based midfield for a long, long time. So uh, it'll be very interesting to see two English midfielders uh, anchoring what is obviously going to be hopefully a very progressive team between now and whatever holds in the future for Arsenal. Now, the deal for Ivan Fresneda continues to be discussed. However, no decision has yet been made and it is expected that a decision will be made next week on Fresneda. Continually, we hear reports that the club, uh, Real Valladolid, want to bring him back on loan. And yet we also hear conflicting reports that a deal could be done that would see Fresneda join Arsenal in January for the rest of this season. Very, very difficult. Um, and it's, it's difficult to know what is the right decision, actually, because if you think about it, we've got White, we've got Tommy Asu, Cedric's still here, although could yet move on, of course. And Fresneda is still very young. And you don't know if it's the right thing to keep him at the club. You don't know whether or not it's the right thing to send him back on loan so he can play regularly until the end of the season and then come into the club for next season. I think if he's good enough now, I mean, bring him back, you know, give us the opportunity to have more players. But uh, Fresneda potentially could be rocking up at Arsenal next week and we'll continue to bring you updates on that story as and when they arrive. Our headline story of the day. Simon Collings reporting from the Evening Standard yesterday that Arsenal have held tentative talks over a potential loan deal for, wait for it, Eduardo Camavinga, yes, one of the most exciting young midfielders on the market a couple of years ago that Real Madrid snapped up from Ren, um, a player that I was so infatuated with when watching. Uh, this is when I used to, I went before I joined FL, was at uh, 101 Great Goals, and we did like a, we were doing a whole list of kind of youngster breakdown uh, articles. Camavinga was the first one that I wanted to write about because he is something special. And it's not necessarily worked out exactly how he would have wanted since going to 
uh, to Real Madrid because, of course, they've got such a strong midfield with Cruz and with Modric, uh, Modric, Modric uh, and, of course, Chouameni that's joined them as well. Uh, Valverde can, of course, play in midfield but has been playing in a wide area. They've got such strength and quality in starting positions that you've got to think that this potential deal, um, it, it still conflicts with me because I look at Arsenal's midfield and go, well, he's only going to play if Partey and Xhaka get injured. In the Europa League games, I can imagine he would get minutes, but he's still going to be coming off the bench. And he has started a few games for Real Madrid because they can afford to start him in a few games because, of course, they play teams lower down in La Liga that you can afford to rotate. I don't think this loan makes much sense at all for him as a player. I'm being very honest. I don't think as a player for him, this loan makes much sense. For us, it makes loads of sense. You know, bringing in a player of that level of quality to add competition to our midfield would be brilliant. But I just, I can't quite, I can't quite see this one happening because I just don't see how it benefits him. Um, I don't see how, how it works for him. You know, if we were talking about Arsenal, maybe with Xhaka injured or uh, Partey injured at this stage, then yes. And of course, those two could get injured. But at the moment, they're not. And they haven't all season besides Partey missing that one or two games against Villa and uh, Manchester United. So because of that, I just can't quite see why this benefits him a lot. But if Arsenal managed to pull this off, it would be brilliant. Be absolutely brilliant. Is this a short, a, a salt shaker deal? No, I don't think it is. I have faith and I have confidence in where these talks and these links are coming from. Um, Simon is very well connected. I've seen a number of other reporters report this out as well. I have confidence that this is not your Calcio Mercato, Tuta Mercato, your Mercatos of the world. You know, I have faith that there is a lot of reality to this and that Arsenal are indeed interested in Camavinga and they are looking to try and bring him in on loan. Um, so yes, no salt shakers here for this one. Very, very happy if we can get this one done. Um, it's interesting. Clive says, on Camavinga, my gut says Madrid want Jude Bellingham and they are thinking of creating room. If that is the case, and we can get, and it's a fair point, Clive, I think if that's the case, then you've got to be as Arsenal looking to try and get an option or an obligation into this. If you can get Camavinga permanently and then you're looking in the summer to add Declan Rice as Partey's replacement, Camavinga as Xhaka's replacement, or either or, you know, they're versatile enough, I think, to play both six and eight, both of them. Oh, that would be... That would be something. You know, if Arsenal are really making a statement for their future and they want to lock down, the midfield is the biggest question mark about Arsenal's squad because Partey's 30-plus, I think, now. Xhaka, of course, hitting towards 30. Those are the two players that are going to be needing to be replaced. And if you look at Manchester City, they are able to replace Fernandinho with a player like Rodri. We need to have a equal level of replacement for our midfielder. And uh, that is the biggest the biggest compliment that we can get. And yes, I agree, Clive. Kamavinga is absolutely perfect. I would love to see him at the club. I just don't really see the benefit for him right now in moving. I just don't see where he gets enough minutes unless someone gets injured. If you're moving on loan to try and prove to Real Madrid that you can indeed start for them and that they don't need to sign Drew Bellingham, it's just in my mind, it doesn't, it doesn't make the sense for him. But I desperately hope this happens. I would be overjoyed beyond all measure to see this happen let's go to part two in your questions and of course tell you about the preview for tomorrow's game right after this hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So, as I mentioned, uh, we will be doing the Arsenal-Manchester United preview show uh, tonight, 8pm UK time. I have dropped the message into the Discord server um, for people that would like to come on. Of our members, of course, if you would like to come on to the show and talk about previews, you can do that every single week um, on the preview show. If you are indeed a member of the channel, just go into the link in the description in the link tree and then join up as a member, as an expert member or a TGT ambassador. Get access to the Discord server and you can put your name forward to come on to our weekly, sometimes twice weekly, preview show. So we'll be looking ahead to tomorrow's game against Man United tonight at 8pm. So there you go. Uh, let's uh, let's go into the chat box and your questions then for part two. Uh, Matt G, Tom, could you use your platform to throw Todd Bowley off the scent? Please say that we're in for Hazard, Rabio, and Buendia. I may have just told him that's our plan, Matt. I... Mm. You know, in films where they'd like describe exactly what they're going to do as their plan for like this major like heist or a plan to escape their captors or a plan to, I don't know, pass the GCSEs. It never happens. <laughs> it just it just doesn't work. And I think, Matt, that we may have just explained our plan, but uh, maybe Todd's silly enough to believe us anyway. I think I've seen Todd has actually joined up as a member. I imagine he's probably, Todd, let's be real. If you're in the chat box and I think I've seen you, where are you? There you go. Didn't enjoy being called Peeping Todd. Um, <laughs> uh, Todd in the chat box, you know, I think you've you got so much money. You should probably gift some you know, some memberships, you know. So much. If you're just you're using the money all over the place. I think you should gift some memberships, you know, Todd. You know, you should definitely be doing that for our uh, for our listeners. Uh, if Francois can do it, surely Todd Bowley can do it. Uh, Asmaron says, Tom, uh, Edu needs to secure Arsenal's transfer targets <laughs> uh, from the cheating club Chelsea and Todd Bowley. Yes, indeed. Very much so. Um, Samir says, Tom, what do you think about raiding a place called Juventus where things might be uh, a bit of a groundbreaking area for sales? Yes. If you haven't seen the news that Juventus have indeed been sanctioned, they've been docked uh, 15 points. Fabio Paratici has been banned for two years, I think it is. Um, Spurs in a right mess at the moment as well, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, Serie A giants accused of fixing their balance sheets by artificial gains from clubs' transfers, according to the BBC. Um, Juventus had, a th- had been in third place, but their penalty will drop them to 10th. The club's board of directors, including former president Andrea Agnelli and vice president Pavel Nedved, resigned in November. Uh, Juventus have denied any wrongdoing and confirmed they will appeal the decision. In a statement, the club said they await the publication of the reasons of the decision, but have started bringing an appeal to the Sport Guarantee Board of the Italian Olympic Committee. The FIGC sanction is tougher than nine-point deduction that prosecutors had 
requested. So, uh, yes. And of course, Juve's former sport director, Fabio Paratici, now Tottenham's managing director of football, has been banned for 30 months. Wow. So two and a half years he will be out of action. <laughs> what a shame. Um, let's scroll down a bit more in the chat box. Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, Tulip says, hey, Tom, uh, would it be better to strike a deal for Rice coming in the summer now, uh, as if United and Liverpool ownership changes before that, and they could come in uh, with both needing midfielders? Uh, potentially. The problem is I don't necessarily think Arsenal have the capital to be able to do that deal in January. They're going to need to know where they finish. They're going to need to know that they've got that Champions League football secured. I know that sounds mad considering where we are, but I think also the, the potential title win could be a big, big factor in getting uh, Declan Rice to join the Gunners next summer. So, yes, let's fingers crossed see that. But just imagine for a second, you know, we're panicking. Well, no, maybe not people are panicking, but I think there is a level of concern about Xhaka and Partey and what happens when they go. Just, again, I want you to just close your eyes and imagine for a second Camavinga and Rice with Erdegaard in the midfield at Arsenal. Oh, that would be <laughs> that would be that makes me rub my hands together like Bailey Keogh. That really does. Oh, that would be fantastic. Um, Abdul uh, Wahid, sorry, says uh, Tom. I think the way that we play now, Rice is going to fit into this style of play. Very progressive. I think he gets called overrated all the time, and I don't really get it. He's fashionable. It's fashionable to like bash Declan Rice a because he's English. He's an unfashionable nationality it's just the way that it is i'm english look at me i'm unfashionable uh it's just the way it goes if he was called ricinho uh we'd be talking about him in very different ways but uh he's very easily overrated i think by people uh sorry he's really easily labeled as overrated by people i don't think he is overrated at all i think he would come in and do a fantastic job for us but yes uh camavinga and rice whoa Camavinga and rice <laughs> all day long it becomes my favourite meal. Uh, Todd says Chelsea needs a midfielder. Uh, does Arsenal have any targets in mind? Caicedo is playing tough to get. <laughs> Todd's not happy about the transfer window at all at the moment. Uh, Ronald says, do you think, uh, do you still get Diaby in the summer? I think so. Uh, I think there's a spot open. Reese Nelson obviously is moving on. Um, we know that's probably going to happen. Marquinhos, I think, is probably going to end up going on loan. Trossard coming in, I think, is... Uh, it's just a gap that we needed to fill. We needed that versatile player. It's not like um, someone's going and we needed to replace them. We needed that extra bit. You know, we needed that extra push and depth and strength. So I think there is still a space open um, for Arsenal to go and sign a wide player like Moussa Diaby potentially in the summer. In the summer, imagine a summer transfer window. Oh, I keep doing this. Imagine, <laughs> imagine a summer transfer window of Moussa Diaby, Declan Rice, and Camavinga. Oh, <laughs> Stop it. It just it's so good. It's so good. I'm playing FIFA. I'm playing career mode. We're gonna play a football manager, and I know that I tell you not to do that. But that would be oh oh <laughs> I need to stop dreaming. Uh Johan says, Do you think that getting Fresnada in this window potentially secures our back line, meaning that we can concentrate on other areas? Yes, I do. The only area that I think may be coming to question is um left back, you know, Tierney, if Tierney moves on. That's the area that we'd look to. You could say that Tommy Asu could be that guy. But if you think about it, you have Fresneda, White, Tommy Asu, Saliba, um, Gabriel. Uh, and I guess Tommy Asu can, of course, play at centre-back. You've got um, Kovior, uh, Kovior uh, coming in. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting a centre-back. I know Rob Holding's still here, but I feel like he might move on in the summer. I feel like I'm forgetting someone. Um, maybe someone coming from Rule Waters has obviously played at right-back and right-sided centre-back. So you've got that potential uh, and at left back you've got Zinchenko 
And at the moment, Tierney, but I imagine maybe we replace him uh, with someone. So, yes, there's, there's definitely scope to say that the defence is pretty much where he wants. Austin Trusty, people are saying, yep, potentially. I'm not sure I necessarily see Trusty now with a future at Arsenal after the signing of Kivior. I'm not sure I see Trusty's future. And that doesn't surprise me because the signing of, of Trusty was never designed to be one for Arsenal's future. Yes, he's done very well at Birmingham. Yes, I think he could play at a Premier League level from what I've seen of him in the Championship this season. I'm just not sure whether or not they ever saw him as a player that would play for us. And instead, they saw this as a pathway for him into Europe, which potentially they could make a bit of money on. Who knows? Nuno Tavares, I'm forgetting about. You're right here. Uh, here Surrey, Surrey. I'm sorry if I've mispronounced that. Um, but uh, yes, Nuno Tavares, I don't necessarily see a future for him. I don't think his style fits what we're doing. He would have to learn quite quickly that inverted role. He's been playing as a wing back mostly um, for, for Marseille. So I'm not sure necessarily there's a future for him, but who knows? Maybe. Maybe there is. Trevor says, this cold weather in Kent is affecting you. It's very, very cold. It's very, very cold. Looking outside, looking out the window, the frost, there's frost all over the place. I went to be going to the range this morning, but uh, yeah, I'm still going to go to the range this morning. Let's be real. Let's be real. Uh, thank you, by the way, for everyone that's messaged me with golf tips. Now I'm taking up this sport. It's very, very frustrating and very financially addictive uh i'll tell you that it's trying to trying to not spend money on golf is tough when you get into, into it <laughs> i wanted to a golf shot the other day and i'm probably ashamed to say how much i spent because i was an idiot um but i needed a new set of clubs <laughs> so i had to go and get them it was just uh i, I you know when when you kind of have you ever been in this situation where you like taken into a shop you go in you know you're, you're browsing but there's, there's stuff in there that you're interested that's why you've gone in and then you don't have kind of the the front sometimes to turn the the the, um, the shop assistant, the sales assistant that comes over and says, "Can I help you with something? Are you looking at this? Can I recommend this?" And I'm going, "Yes, yes, just just give give me all of it and leave me alone." <laughs> that's, that's sometimes what happens. I need to be stronger. I know. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I can only apologise. Um, let's uh, let's go to a couple more. Uh, Jacob says, who of course shares a name um, with Jacob Kivior. Um, Tom, what do you think of Kivior's profile? Arteta sees him as a very hot prospect, according to Polish journalists who broke the news. Um, from the little I've now seen, and I have seen, to be fair, I say a little, I watched quite a bit of him yesterday before doing the tactical breakdown. And then from listening to what Koz Pandy had to say on him uh, during the breakdown, again, if you've not watched our breakdown of Kivior, please go and watch it. It's very good, very in-depth, if I do say so myself. Um, yeah, it's definitely worth you educating yourselves on who he is. He looks really interesting as a player. The highlight that's doing the rounds, obviously, is run through the middle, taking on players left, right and centre and scoring. Amazing for a centre-back to do that. But he can play midfield. He's even played at left-back. He's played left-wing-back. You know, this is a very... He's a mobile player. He's not necessarily quick on the turn, as if he's like a bit like Xhaka. You know, Xhaka's turned. He's struggling a bit, I think, to catch up. Doesn't have the best acceleration. But he is mobile. He gets about the pitch well. His heat maps are kind of insane. Um, but uh, I like him. I like. I think he. I think he's exactly like what Arteta wants in a centre back. And I think actually, and we talked about this on the breakdown about Kivior, is that he's a bit a bit restricted in both the Polish national sides, and I think at Spezia. You know, I think Poland were disappointing at the World Cup. I think most people. I think Jakub, you probably would agree with that as well. I think Poland were disappointed with the way they played at the World Cup. They probably have wasted a bit of Lewandowski's um, presence in that team. There's just not enough service. There's not enough progression. There's not enough creativity. 
Um, and I think that Kivior's maybe wasted a bit with what he can do as a centre-back in both the Polar national side and Spezia. And I think maybe coming to Arsenal, we're going to see that elevated somewhat to a new level. So, yes, I think there's lots to be excited about uh, Jakub Kivior, indeed. Uh, thank you to the over 1,700 of you that have tuned in. Do, do please drop a like on the video. It means so much. We're going to continue to answer some more of your questions. As I say, we hit... 2,000 likes in yesterday's show. I said if, if we could reach 1,500, that would be unreal. We hit two. That is a testament to the commitment and the support that you continue to show the channel. And thank you so, so, so incredibly much for that. Um, I'm hopefully, I know a fair few people have also asked me about these, the hat that I'm wearing, um, the TGT cap, um, which I never thought, I never thought we'd be making anything quite like that. But I in a weird way, deep down, I kind of love it. But as I said, uh, when we do manage to make the, um, when we do manage to to get hopefully these made on a on a bigger scale, it is going to be a uh, non-profit situation. We're going to be donating profits of any merchandise that's sold from the channel to both the Arsenal Foundation and Cancer McMillan support, um, in obviously aid of of our goods. Uh, friend Vinny um, as well. So all of that stuff is going to be non-profit. So if you've ever got an issue with kind of channels doing merchandise, which I know people have, I know I have, uh, we're removing any kind of profit element from it at all. You know, any profits that are made from uh, any TGT stuff that we ever sell is going to go straight to uh, charitable uh, things to help local communities around Arsenal. And of course, causes that are very, very um, personal to us and personal to the channel as well, like Cancer McMillan support. Uh, AFC Max, thank you so much for your very, very, very kind donation. Um, that's very kind of you indeed. Um, hey, Tom, great win, Arsenal against Spurs. But then again, they are terrible. <laughs> so I don't think I can really take much from it. But it's also important that we win against United. And boy, Mares had a masterclass after me dishing him while yelling at the TV. Yeah, the Mares can turn things on. Mares is a very good player. Uh, but Max, I think you summed things up well there. We absolutely need to get the result tomorrow. That's going to be so key, so important to this season. If Arsenal drop, if Arsenal lose tomorrow, the knives are going to be out. We all know that. We know the knives are going to be out for Arsenal. Oh, are they dropping? Oh, are they fl uh, floundering? Oh, are they dropping the ball on the title race? So we need to get a good result. You know, obviously not losing, maybe more important than winning, arguably, in this game, depending on what the game state is. But we need to go into this game with the desire to get revenge on what happened at Old Trafford. We didn't deserve to lose that game. We were wrongfully ruled out a goal in that game. Man United's going to be very key. And of course, we are, as I say, going to be doing our preview show for the Manchester United game tonight, 8 p.m. UK time. So do indeed make sure that you set your alarms turn those notifications on so you can tune into the chat box. And as I say, if you'd like to join us, actually jump onto the show and have a chat. Uh, if you are indeed a member of the channel, an expert member or a TGT ambassador, you can jump on and do that. Um, so just throw your, your your hat into the ring, I think the phrase is. So uh, I think you might have a couple of Davidsons on tonight, which is always fantastic to see. Uh, Wahid says, Tom, if you see Barca and Man City and also uh, Bayern Munich and those teams all have a very good passer in DM, if you can check Rice, his passing ability isn't that good like those players. Now, Wahid, what I always think is important to do is apply context. Passers need movement ahead of them. And in the case of Rice, I think he lacks that. If you look at the Arsenal team compared to West Ham, what's in front of Declan Rice is very, very different. And that's why I always tell people that passing is a contextual statistic. 
because and also you think about um we did the show yesterday talking about um Kivior. And his defensive stats are great. You know, defensive dual numbers are good, the the success of his defensive duels are good. But do you know why they're quite good and why they're better than Gabriel's, even though Gabriel is a very good defender? It's because he plays for Spezia in Serie A, at the bottom of Serie A, you know, in a team that are not particularly great to watch and that often are under the cosh for a lot of games. And so naturally he gets the opportunity to be, you know, a bit more, uh, or he gets the opportunity to have uh, more defensive situations to be able to show off what he's good at. Declan Rice has got the players ahead of him and that's a frustration. Uh, if we have a look quickly at his FB ref profile, um, if I can use the website, thank you, please. Thank you. Um, he's in the 95th percentile of players for pass completion. Progressive passes is in the 69th. Wait. Uh, <laughs> 69th percentile for uh, progressive passes. Could be better. But as I say, I think put him in an Arsenal team and suddenly you see those statistics. Uh improved significantly he's in the 93rd percentile for interceptions he's in the 80th percentile for clearances 61st for tackles you know he's got good stats he he, he does sit well and i think actually playing in um in in the arsenal team would allow him to elevate those levels it's always important to apply context always so important to apply context to statistics because if you just look at them on their own you can basically get stats to tell you a story but when you apply context, they can really infer and inform you as to what kind of player you're looking at and what potential there is. And that's why I think Kivior has been looked at by Arsenal, because statistically, yeah, maybe he doesn't stand out loads, but he's standing out in the context of where he's playing and what he's doing. And the club know if they can get him into Arsenal, they can then see those that, that performance just kind of unlocked and unleashed. And, and I think that we've seen that you know, with a number of players. A number of players that have joined Arsenal have managed to do that as well. Anyway, uh, we're going to wrap things up there. I'm wrapping up there because you may potentially have two more shows from me today on the channel. Tactical breakdown, Leandro Trossard aiming for five o'clock UK time. Preview show for the Manchester United game, 8 p.m. UK time. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for always being there on the channel and making this a part of your morning routine. I love having these conversations with you. I love love having the conversations and chats with people on our phone-ins and, of course, on our preview show that's coming up later today as well. Enjoy your Saturday. Stay warm. Wrap up. It's freezing. Um, I certainly am going to be doing that a little bit later on this morning uh, for golf. Um, but yeah, very much looking forward to uh, speaking to uh, plenty more of you later on. And of course, breaking down Leandro Trossard after his move. And who knows? Maybe we'll see some madness happen again today. It seems that every time I wrap up a show an hour or two later, some big, big news drops. And you guys love to wind me up in the comment sections. But I accept that's the world that we live in. <laughs> Thank you for listening. I'll see you again very, very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered. By fans.